Hi, and welcome back to Wings of Fire Four Scavengers by Scavengers. I'm Carol from Back and Forth, where we discuss anything and everything. Go check that out wherever you listen to your podcasts. So, I got some uh, reviews. Um, I just wanted to say them real quick. So, one person said that uh, they answered my question from the Burn, Blister, and Blaze episode asking which princess was your favorite. Um, they said Blaze um, because she's really nice. I do like Blaze. Blaze is hilarious, and she is much less mean than her other sisters. And then I got another review. Um, I'm just going to read that one, so let me get to it. Um, okay, here we go. So, the title is OC, and the review says, My dragon's name is Rattlesnake, and he is a venom wing. A lava wing, sand wing, hive wing hybrid. I'm Eli. That is really cool. And I will definitely have to put that in my fan fiction. I don't know if I will be able to include it in the second book. Maybe. I probably maybe I might be able to. But um if he doesn't turn up in the second book, he will turn up in the third book because that is really, really cool. I like the Venom Wing. That's super cool. So those are the shout outs for today. And today we're going to be discussing book f- book 11, The Lost Continent. So let's get right into it. So in this book, I want to focus on part one, which is called In the Cocoon. And I thought this was the most interesting part because it was when we were introduced to Pantala and, um, you know, everything about Pantala and the new hierarchy and monarchy and who rules, and the different way of doing things. It was really cool. And we have a new map, too, which is um, also shaped like a dragon. Pantala is shaped like a dragon, as is Pyrea. Anyway, um, if you would like to hear about, just real quick, if you would like to hear more about what I think of Pantala and about Pantala, please go check out my episode entitled The Continent of Pantala. Sorry about the noises in the background. That's my dog doing really weird things. (laughs) So, yes, if you would like to hear more about what I have to say about Pantala, please go check out my episode entitled The Continent of Pantala. Anyway, part one is when we begin to learn about Blue and Luna. And I'm not entirely sure of their relationship. They're like brother and sister, but they have different mothers. I think that their father had eggs with both of them, I think. I think that's it. Anyway. So they're brother and sister, um, and the the book starts off on Luna's metamorphosis day when she's going to grow her wings, and I thought this was very interesting that silk wings don't grow their wings until they're six years old on their metamorphosis day. That was really cool and interesting. But um, anyway, and then get her silk. So it's like a butterfly thing almost so the so the spinning silk is like a spider thing but then like the metamorphosis thing is like a butterfly thing like a lot of this is taken from bugs and I don't like bugs but I think they're interesting and so it's really cool I think bugs are interesting I just don't like seeing them around the house but we do have a Venus flytrap so yeah you get our bugs eaten anyway really random piece of information (laughs) um so, yeah, so everything's different in Pantala, um, including, like, the way the dragons are treated. So, they're wandering, 
Blue and Luna are wandering around town trying to find things to do before Luna's um, going away. And they go to a sweet shop. And the cus- or the owner insists that all the hive wings be served first. So, when I read this book, I was finding a lot of similarities towards um, like the civil rights movement. When... Um, people were treated unequally, unfairly, and differently. Like, there were so many similarities to that period in history that I sometimes wonder if that was really the intention. In intention is, um, was to, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just wonder if it was, like, Tootie Sutherland's intention to make it seem like that moment in history um I also found a lot of similarities to the Hunger Games which there are no spoilers for the Hunger Games and I'm talking about this it's just that the fact that um there's like a place Wasp Hive that has the main control and then there are people the Hive leaders who have like all the control and then there are the select dragons who get more rights than the other dragons aka the silk wings and the leaf wings the leaf wings don't they think the leaf wings are gone wiped out um but if the leaf wings came they would be killed and then the silk wings are just treated unfairly and like the minor dragons so yeah so i found a lot of similarities to different books and different times in history so i thought that was really cool anyway moving on to the actual book so Luna goes into in for her metamorphosis and it turns out she's a flame silk. And that is a dragon whose silk is like flame. But there are different types of the silk. So some of it can burn, some of it cannot. Some of it you can hold. It can be used for a lot of different purposes. But so Luna is in love with a dragon named Swordtail and Swordtail's sister Io um takes Blue, flies off with him. And Blue goes to the schoolyard and then he encounters the hive mind, which is where Queen Wasp takes over all the hive wings and is kind of in them controlling their movements and what they're doing. Really creepy, but efficient for her. (laughs) So Blue goes into this, um, like, storage room or something like that. And there's like a tunnel of some sort. Um, he thinks the dragon who asked him to come into that storage area was part of the chrysalis, which Io briefly told him about before they, um, ran off. Um, but when he steps out of the tunnel, lo and behold, it is a hive wing named Cricket. And oh my gosh, Cricket is like my, I don't know what you call it, like my spirit animal. Are dragons technically animals? I mean, probably. I mean, yeah. She's just like, if I were a dragon, I'd be Cricket. She's like me. She is me in dragon form. Completely and utterly. Just, oh my gosh. She loves to read. I love to read. I mean, she fights back for what she believes in. I think I do. Um, I mean, she's just like me. Anyway, um... So, uh, Cricket begins to explain to Blue how flame silk is used in, like, 
daily things like lights, um, and the construction of different objects. Um, she takes off his bracelet using the flame soap from a lantern. Um, she uh, paints him a different color so he doesn't look like himself anymore. And they're off to save Swordtail. I know I'm missing some of the details like the tree and the terrarium, which is cool because there's no like trees in the hives. There's no trees allowed in the hives. Crickets grow in her terrarium. And I think Blue liked her basically on site. Like he just fell in love with her on site. Like seriously. It just seemed so much like he just like I love at first sight. Like that. Anyway. They set up to find Swordtail, and Cricket takes this, like, tree juice with her. I, I forget. I think it helps trees grow faster or something. I'm not entirely sure. But they give it to Swordtail to help him wake up from his paralysis, which he is on Misbehavior's Way, which is where the misbehaving dragons go. And they are paralyzed with this toxin from Hive Wing's um, wrist stingers. So they wake him up, and they go out to the, like, prairie-ish part of Pantala and hide in a hole. And this is where Cricket sees her first reading monkey, which I, we all know is a scavenger. Um, I love that term, by the way, a reading monkey. That is so funny. I have never been called a reading monkey before or thought of that way. That is very funny. I was laughing so hard. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that's just, that's kind of part one in a nutshell. It was just a lot of exploring the way Pantala it is, basically. Um, finding out about Pantala and the new dragons. Um, part two is a lot of them going into the hives. And then of course they meet the leaf wings, which are still alive. Um, our favorite girl, Sundu, <laughs> and then her parents, Hemlock and Belladonna, and yeah, so, and then part three is when, this is also a very interesting part, when Blue was stuck in the flame silk caverns, um, ordered to make flame silk if and when he grew it, and then he saw Luna's cocoon, Luna broke free. Cricket and Sundu found Blue and Luna, and Blue and Luna tried to get Admiral, their father, to escape with them, who they met in the Flame Silk Caverns, but his mind has kind of been twisted and corrupted into Queen Wasp's um, ideas and, like, beliefs, so he tried to stop them, but some of the, one of the Silkwings, um, began to start an argument with Admiral and a few of the other Silkwings, so Admiral could not stop Luna and Blue, and they got away with Sundu, Swordtail, and Cricket. Um, this plant, like, shot up from the ground, tore away part of this hole in the cavern, and they were free. And they flew away. But then, when Luna was out using her new wings, she got blown away. She was trying to throw flame soap at some hive wings who found them, but it, like... <clears throat> blew away and she went out across the ocean as we find out in the epilogue and um as we could infer from the book 10 epilogue as well um anyway so that happened (laughs) and uh 
And then Blue began his metamorphosis. That was how the book ended. It was just a very interesting book because we got to see the whole new world and this whole new way of doing things. And it must have been fun for Tweety Sutherland because the past ten books have been written in one world along with Darkstalker and the Winglets Quartet, which was Pyrea. It was one world. There was uh, always new stuff you could find out about it. But I wonder how exciting it was to write a story about a new world, but also how much of a challenge it would be to not copy the old world, if you if you, if you get what I'm saying. Anyway, now let's talk about the cover and the title. Well, the title's pretty self-explanatory, The Lost Continent. Um, now, why wouldn't it be called The Lost Continent? Um, well, it's just lost in time. It's lost in a myth. Nobody knows if it's real. Um, and it's really just lost in time and history. Anyway, so the cover is blue. And I thought it was very interesting because he didn't get his wings in this book. But in on the cover, he's shown with his wings. And they are very huge and very beautiful with that um, blue and then like the indigo at the bottom. His iridescent scales are very pretty. They're like, again, indigo bluish. And then you can see his antenna and his greenish snout and... He, it's just a very pretty color scheme here, and then we get to see, like, a sunset above a prairie, or, yeah, um, with some more silk wings flying, and I, there's also some hive wings to the left, but a lot of silk wings to the right, um, and this beautiful, like, arch is behind him with ferns, ferns and moss growing on it. It's very beautiful, and the color scheme is just gorgeous with like the purples and the oranges and the fluffiness of the clouds it is just gorgeous and then if you look at the back of the book you can see some buffalo and gazelle um out there on the prairie so yes the landscape is very different from Pyria, where Pyria had like hot and cold and then like moistness in the rainforest and then like a volcano like there's so many different types of places in Pyria, whereas Pantala is really just a prairie with like a jungle um up to the right which is the poison jungle as you can see on the map so it's very interesting and I really do like the cover scheme of the cover color scheme why did I say cover scheme color scheme of the cover um so yeah that's really all I have to say about book 13 why did I say book I'm so tired today (laughs) Um, that is book 11, The Lost Continent. Okay, thank you for listening to this podcast and this episode. Um, the question for this episode is, what do you think of Pantala and the differences between Pantala and Pyrea? Um, as always, please go check out Just Breathe and Back and Forth wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, we're starting a new season of Back and Forth, either today or tomorrow, yeah and um just a quick warning for season one we were still figuring things out so it's not like the best podcast you ever listen to but we'll we'll i think we're gonna get it in season two so please go check those out wherever you listen to your podcasts have a great day everybody spread your wings and fly